Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Financial Fridays for May 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align Wealth Management. And boy, what a topsy-turvy week it's been uh, for the markets. More turvy than topsy as we had one of the biggest sell-offs in recent memory uh, for the last few years happen uh, midweek. And definitely it has been a graveyard for retailers as many great and distinguished names in U.S. retail have hit their 52-week lows this week, including the likes of Walmart, Target, and even a military man part-time, old dollar general is closing in on on their 52-week low. But with that said, the market action has been decidedly negative. Uh, The S&P and Dow broke a four-day winning streak midweek as uh, these aforementioned retailers were unable to shake off higher costs, especially transportation and uh, paying employees um, over the last quarter. And the drumbeat continues that uh, more and more companies are bringing up inflation as a tremendous headwind that they've had to deal with. Looking at the action, um, the S&P 500 is teetering almost into bear market territory. Uh, The NASDAQ is firmly in the bear market territory along with the small cap indexes. And um, hopefully the only light at the end of the tunnel this week is – so far uh, through Thursday's close, the 10-year Treasury uh, yields have been decidedly down. We are at about 3.16% this time last week, uh, closed in the action on uh, Thursday at about 2.85. That's good news, and hopefully we may have seen uh, the end of uh, peak inflation, but oil prices have uh, ticked back up. We're about where we were at the beginning of the week, right around 109 a barrel. Gold is up about uh, to you know, twenty four dollars an ounce yesterday to just under eighteen fifty, where it's been hanging around all week, and silver around twenty two dollars. So we've had a lot of action. We've got a great, great show set up for you today. Uh, before we get out of our intro, I do want to bring you up to date on our commodity du jour here, which is lumber down to six ninety, traded limit down. Looks like on Thursday. And uh, if you're building a house or thinking about it, that's uh, about a 50% retracement from where it was just a few months ago. So keep listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Lion Wealth Management, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Private Wealth Advisor Drew Watson. And in today's investment spotlight segment, we're going to talk about the record number of companies that are talking about inflation in their earnings report. And boy, are there a lot of companies. Astute investors have known for the last few quarters that an increasing number of companies are mentioning the term inflation on their quarterly earnings calls. Uh, FactSet has put together some data that helps drive this point home. Of the 445 S&P 500 companies that had reported first quarter 2022 earnings through last Friday the 13th, 377, that is 85%, cited the term inflation on their earnings calls. Against the backdrop of consumer prices increasing by almost 8.3% in April, the second largest year-over-year increase since 1982, higher prices are front and center for consumers and corporate America. Notably, the focus on inflation from the S&P 500 companies has been building for the last couple of quarters, according to FactSet. With 377 companies mentioning the term inflation on their Q1 earnings calls, the current number is well ahead of the five-year average of 155. The bottom line is a record number of companies are talking about higher prices. While the references to inflation may not always reflect a negative impact or effect on an individual company's profits, it is clear prices remain a meaningful part of the corporate narrative today. Uh, so this figure that where we are is roughly almost twice what they were in 2018. Um, so, you know, essentially we're getting a square shot where uh, we've seen inflation mentioned more. And kind of how that plays out is seven of the 11 S&P 500 sectors are expected to see lower profit margins in the second quarter compared to the first quarter. FactSet had put together some information I'll go over, and as a result, the S&P 500 profit margins are expected to dip slightly in Q2 versus Q1. While companies have done a solid job at passing on costs thus far, investors will wait to see continued evidence that that remains the case. So essentially, where inflation has been used the most from a sector standpoint with companies is the materials. Every materials company that has reported has discussed inflation. Consumer staple stocks, uh, those that we use every day, along with consumer discretionary, have been mentioning inflation well over 90% of the time, as have industrials. Uh, you get over 80% or at 90% for energy and real estate. Uh, financial companies have mentioned it 89% of the time, 
strangely enough, utilities are a little bit lower uh, when you get into uh, 79% of the time it's mentioned. Uh, information technology and consumer services or communication services are around 70% of the time and healthcare 69% of the time. So consumer discretionary, think retail, 95% of the time we do know that Walmart and Target uh, and Amazon have all discussed inflation and what that's done um, with their quarterly performance, um, you know, in a huge way. Uh, so, you know, and we do know that retail sales has, uh, you know, gone up as what was reported earlier in the week. And so, um, you know, what we what we saw is we had uh, last month's retail sales revised up to um, 1.4% as a gross. If you exclude autos, month over month, it was up 2.1% versus a 0.4%. And then if you exclude uh, automobiles and gasoline, we were revised up 1.2% versus a um, consensus estimate of 0.7 and a 1% actual. So kind of tracing this back to come full circle, um, you know, they do expect profit margins, uh, especially on the consumer staples, to really come in um, versus where they were yes, last year in every sector with the exception of real estate. Now, people may uh, ask, you know, how can that be the case? Well, a lot of times uh, real estate, especially big-time real estate investment trusts, will have built-in what they call escalators that will send their rents higher as soon as rates start moving up if their rent is benchmarked against uh, some types of um, – interest rates such as what they call LIBOR or other widely quote, quoted interest rates that are out there. So that could be a reason why maybe uh, what we're seeing on the uh, front from um, REITs has been a little bit more promising. And you know, BCA kind of backed this up um, because you know a couple people were thinking on retail sales – that elevated inflation may be or is likely overstating the strength of retail sales uh, because those are mentioned in a nominal series that is non-inflation adjusted. Um, their U.S. investment strategists note that the significant upward revision for March, uh, which I just covered, a high savings cushion from U.S. consumers and robust balance sheets uh, ultimately testify to the resilience of the U.S. consumer. Although U.S. GDP unexpectedly contracted in the first quarter, the dismal headline number masked positive details about the state of U.S. consumers. Consumption hopefully should continue to underpin the U.S. economy this year because it tends to lead to CapEx spending, and it will also contribute to supporting business investment. Um, the resilience of the U.S. economy will permit the Fed to continue increasing interest rates at an aggressive pace of perhaps 50 basis points in the next two meetings in June and July. But however, they're hoping inflationary pressures ease and their bond strategists expect the Fed to moderate the pace of its interest rates hike to just a quarter of a point for the remaining part of the year. 
So that's where we are with retail sales as well as some stock market factors. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your same station, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your radio host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And in today's segment, we're going to talk about kind of where we are in the market because we've had some uh, mixed news this week, uh, specifically in the retail sector with strong retail sales figures uh, that drove stocks up Tuesday, but two of your biggest retailers in the U.S. and even uh, maybe the second largest in Amazon last week talking about how higher inflation has driven down their profitability. So if we look at kind of the action this week, it's a little bit um, a little bit all over the place, um, you know, Kind of a little bit more negative than positive, but hopefully we can hold on for weeks where uh, this thing starts to turn around if you're a long-term investor. But as I said, we had strong retail figures uh, in the U.S., and that's came out Tuesday morning. And uh, it looks like that that has given hopes that the economy could still be strong enough to navigate through near-term economic challenges. Uh, the Treasury yields moved uh, higher on Tuesday. Uh, and oil went down a little bit. Uh, yields on Wednesday came back in to kind of where they were, you know, a little bit of a seesaw, as did crude oil. But definitely we've had volatile sessions kind of across the board pretty much um, all week. Now, some things to note that since falling to an intraday low of 38.58 on last Thursday, the S&P 500 index at one point uh, through Tuesday had risen nearly 6%, bouncing off of very oversold conditions. And on a belief that investors may have been positioning for worst-case outcomes. Though the rise over the last uh, week and a half has soothed some nerves, there is a long way to go before we break out of the downward channel that has formed in this index over the past six months. Technical analysis, uh, those are the people that read charts for a living, suggests the top of this channel is around 45.20, about um, 10% higher than where we were earlier in the week, and that the bulls can claim control only if this level is passed and is confirmed. For those technical optimists, the 4520 mark also represents a near-term target 
and we typically see prices bouncing uh, between the highs and lows of this channel, <clears throat> which would be 45.20 to 38.58. Now, Tuesday's movement higher across stocks continued the tug of war between bulls and bears. On the plus side, we've seen glimmers of hope that the consumer is both strong enough to weather the inflation storm and is willing to do so. And on the negative side of things, we have have bearish price action in both stocks and bonds, a war in Ukraine, shutdowns in China, and a Federal Reserve committed to tamping down inflation. And I think a point that can't be stressed enough is the fact that the action in the bond market has been absolutely um, something that's probably seen once – in a lifetime or twice in a lifetime with a drawdown in the old Lehman aggregate of almost 11%, the equivalent sell-off in stocks would be more like 40-plus percent. So that's something to keep in mind, as I mentioned at the top of the show. In conditions like these, it is tempting to scrap long-term investment plans in favor of a, quote, setting it out, unquote, and waiting until more favorable conditions exist. Um, in my experience... And according to studies from Morningstar and Dalbar, amongst others, pretty much every uh, financial place on the planet, timing the market often leads to poor outcomes over time. Those tempted to set out the market may point to illustrations like the one on the next page to justify their decisions. And the chart I'll describe is often used to suggest that by missing the worst days in the market, you do much better than if you remained fully invested. While this is true... I do think the, that this misses the point. It assumes that you can surgically avoid the very worst that the market has to offer but participate in the upside. So just as an example, and of course we're not recommending doing this, if you've missed the worst days in the market um, you know, over the last 20 years, ending May 17th, 2022, these are what would be um, – your return. So if you stay continually invested from 2002 to 2022 in May, uh, the S&P 500, your, your average annual return uh, would be 6.75%. If you missed the five worst days, your average annual return increases to 9.5%. If you missed the 10 worst days, that return increases to almost 11.5 at 11.49. You miss the 15 worst days, you're up to about 13% return, uh, which is right about double what you have been if you were continually invested. If you miss the 20 worst days, you have about a 14.5% average annual return. By missing the 25 worst days, you come to almost a 16% annual return. Uh, missing the worst month, say the worst 30 days, uh, you're up to about a 17.2% return. And if you missed and set out the worst 35 days in the last 25 years, your average annual return skyrockets to almost triple that of being continually invested. Now, that's only looking at it from one side of the table. And if you turn that study around and look at the missing the best days of the market, what I'm going to tell you is that the other side of the coin, uh, if you were fully invested over the last 20 years but through poor timing you missed each of the best 21 market days over that period, 
you would have actually lost money on a price basis that's before transaction cost. And the other 5,039 days would have been a push. So there again, if you stayed continually invested over the last 20 years, you would have averaged a 6.75% annualized return. If you missed the best 35 days, you would have had lost about 3%. If you missed the best 25 days, you would have lost about 1%. Uh, and generally, you know, once you miss the best 10 days in the market, you're coming out even to negative. Uh, so both the charts I described are really no better than the others. And in my opinion, um, you're better off to stay invested rather than trying to time the market. Um, and in isolation, that, that first chart I described could suggest fleeing the markets at the first hint of trouble, while the second chart possibly suggests that investing is futile because if you miss the best 21 days, you're out of luck. So herein is the challenge. The theoretical and the actionable aren't always the same. The outcomes described in the charts that I went over are mathematically true, but timing the market with such laser precision is all but impossible in practice. Uh, and if it was easy, everyone would already be retired and living the high life. So let's consider a few extra points to counterbalance what was described in the charts. Regarding the chart where you miss the worst days, significant up and down days tend to clump together. Seven of the 10 biggest up days over the last 20 years came within 10 trading days of the biggest down days. The remaining three days consist of two days during the initial stages of recovery from the global financial crisis and one from the COVID-19 recovery that occurred 21 days after a big downdraft in the market. Chances are that anyone jumping out of the market at the first hint of trouble likely didn't get back in to experience the big up days. And as we saw, the big up days are pivotal to overall performance. To the second chart that I described, over the last 20 years, the S&P 500 has on average compounded at about 2%, 2.5% daily on a price return basis, and even more than accounting for dividends paid. While this may not seem like much, it totals 269% gain, again, before dividends. This is despite the fits and starts of the markets, despite the tech crash, despite the Great Recession, despite the trade wars with China, COVID-19, war in Ukraine, on and on and on. The main thing to remember as a financial planning um, words to live by is time in the market counts more than timing the market. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your same station, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is our email bag segment of the show where we answer your questions. Please feel free to send those in to us at uh, william.a.watson at ampf.com, and we'll cover those for you in our show. So today's question comes in regarding some of the market action this week where and last week where we see retail companies really taking it on the chin even though retail sales uh, had increased markedly based on the information that was uh, released by the uh, Department of um, Labor Statistics. Specifically speaking, what we have seen is <clears throat> uh, pretty good reductions in uh, valuations uh, in big retailers. Uh, Amazon cited that their online retail was a big a negative headwind for them when they did their earnings last week. Um, certainly Walmart was the poster child for this on um, on Tuesday. And then Wednesday morning, Target, um, you know, hit the tape with some pretty uh, horrendous numbers. And just to kind of give some scope to this, um, you know, Amazon has gone from about uh, thirty-seven seventy-three at the top of their chart down to twenty-two oh eight by midweek, um, which is a decline of roughly forty-one percent. From uh, the top to where they are now, Walmart likewise uh, has seen a just a over a fifteen percent decline this week alone in its share price, and overall has gone from one sixty to one twenty three uh, at one point this week, which is a twenty three percent decline. Uh, Target uh, more than any stock has been hit even harder. Going from say 268 down to uh, 162 midweek, uh, that is a 40 percent decline. And if you look at some other discount retailers that may be try, you know, trading in tandem, um, Dollar General, which is still yet to come out with its earnings, uh, it's gone from 262 down to 199. Uh, the quick math on that is about a 30% decline, and I'd say about 24% decline in share value there. So what is driving these retailers down? If you read the reports across the board, they cite increases in cost, uh, everything from logistics. That means uh, getting stuff 
to their stores, um, you know, and Target specifically, you know, their sales actually had grew uh, top line by almost uh, 23%, uh, about 3.3% for the quarter. Um, and actually foot traffic in the stores grew by almost 4%. Um, same store sales were up about 34 and digital sales grew by 3.2. Now, what they cited as a negative, obviously, is the expense that they've had. Um, even though more people are in their stores, uh, the cost of doing business has increased, especially with regards to uh, the logistics. So think about getting stuff to the stores. Uh, everything in the U.S., as you probably know, moves on something between four and 16 wheels. Uh, so these higher uh, oil prices translated into higher diesel fuel prices have definitely derailed a lot of the retailers because that's how most stuff gets to the stores. And then they have, many have cited higher wages that are being paid to a lot of their associates. Uh, this is, you know, pretty much across the board from the standpoint of warehouse people to in-store salespeople, uh, the only people not getting big raises, it seems, are your um, middle and upper level managers. Their raises have been more in line with kind of your normal 2 to 3% a year increase, but definitely your frontline uh, entry-level workers have been getting increases that are significantly higher. So it does appear all these headwinds are at play with these retailers, and there are just some costs they're unable to push on to the final consumers. So as you spend your money, think about how much prices have gone up since last year, and keep in mind that some of these retailers are having to eat some of that cost, and think about just how much higher the cost would be if they passed all of it along to us as the consumers. Thank you for listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back, same time, same channel, next week. This is WOMI Owensboro. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.